We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Let's spend a little time talking about leadership because if you're a Christian in communities as far widespread as capital cities right through to the outback, you might be thinking, well, uh, either leaders are born or made. Uh, Maybe I haven't got much of a formation of my leadership. I'll just give it a go anyway. Well, let's talk about a new book that is out on the market. The author is Warren Crank. The book's called The Resolute Leader, The Jethro Mandate. And Warren Crank is joining us. Hello, Warren. Welcome along to 2020. Uh, It's great to be part of it. Thank you. Warren, when we talk about leaders, I guess you can pitch these sorts of discussions to people who are at the top end of leadership, uh, or there are people who are just starting out in leadership. Who is your book for? Is it for new starting leaders, or is it for someone who's uh, been going for a long time? Oh, it's primarily for people who are just starting out, people who believe that God's put something on their heart that they should do, some kind of sense of mission. And it's really written for people who, who have to kind of take that vague idea that, yes, there's something I ought to do through to building a team and to really seeing you know, God do some great things through, through, them, through their ministry, really. So it's, it's primarily written for those people. There is a chapter at the end for senior leader of churches, but, uh, but primarily for people just ordinary people in local churches and around who are, who have a passion to do something but don't know where to start. I suspect there are a lot of people listening into our conversation now who are just the sort of people you are talking to in your book. Uh, let's talk about that idea of having an impression upon your life. And I guess we all get this from time to time, an impression that maybe I should do something, I should lead a small group, I should get involved in some level of leadership capacity whether it's in a church welfare arm or a youth ministry. Uh, let's talk about how you go from having that impression to actually taking some action and moving forward. Well, the, uh, the, one of the early chapters in the book really explores this from a lot of different angles, uh, basically saying that uh, you, know, you can approach the answer to that question from different points of view. But basically, um, a lot of people just need to sit down and do a little bit of work um, just to think about, okay, why is this on my heart? What brought me to this point of, of having a passion to do this or to do that? Think about how that, uh, how your history, for example, might have prepared you uh, to do a certain thing, to fulfill some sort of God-given mission. Um, other ways of doing it are really to sort of dig down and, and say, well, okay, if we did go forward in this, um, in this calling or this sense of calling that I have, um, what would that look like? How can I pull apart what I'm feeling and thinking and uh, come to a point of precision so that instead of just having a vague idea, I can take kind of a scientific approach and, and, um, and think about all the different aspects uh, that I'd like to see happen in terms of seeing God do something through my life and through a team that I might lead. Another way is through, um, I use an analogy of music actually, that that when a, a song ends um, and ends well, people kind of have this sense of, oh, yeah, that, 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 that sounded really complete. That sounded like it finished. And for some people, um, if a song ends in a discordant way, we sort of feel like, no, it's, 
something's not right. It's not completely how it should be. What I say in the book, in one of the early chapters, is that when we begin to articulate, you know, what it is precisely that God has for us to do, it should have that sense of, of being complete, like music that finishes off well, so that when we when we hear back to ourselves, you know, what it is that we feel we should do, there's a sense in which, you know what, that sounds just right. So there's lots of tools in the book uh, that help people go from a vague impression uh, through to a real precision about exactly what it is they feel God wants them to do. Let me ask you about the title of your book, which is called The Resolute Leader, The Jethro Mandate. What does yep. that mean? That What is that Jethro Mandate all about? Well, basically, uh, when I was a pastor, I hadn't been a pastor for one year, and there was a murder on the steps of our church. And um, it was very confronting in so many ways. And I began to realize we were in a pretty troubled part of town. That's where the church was located. And I began to realize that, you know, we can't just let this go by. We can't do nothing about the needs of the city around us. And, uh, and I really began to pray that God would show me, well, how can, I, how can I know what I'm supposed to do? And how can I build a team so that we can, we can help people and, and hopefully rescue some people as well? Long story short, um, God took me to Exodus chapter 18, where Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, gives Moses some very, very strategic advice, actually, about leadership when Moses was probably... Uh, not yet one year old as a leader of the people of Israel. So it was good timing. And basically, Jethro gave him a mandate and a model uh, by which to um, connect leaders so that uh, they worked together to care for people and to move forward uh, in what God had for his people, ultimately to get to the promised land. So that became very formative for me. And, and certainly Exodus 18 and Jethro's teaching has been formative for other leaders as well. And uh, so the book is really based on that advice, that biblical advice uh, that Jethro gave to Moses. And, um, and it, the book sort of teaches how it shaped my own leadership and helped me to really ground down in not only biblical truth, but actually to be effective um, in my own leadership in, in the generation that I'm leading in. And so the Jethro model or the Jethro mandate uh, really harks back to Exodus chapter 18. So in the early early days after uh, this murder on the steps of our church, um, I began a journey, and the book really is uh, putting together all the things that God's taught me over the years and other leaders as well. It draws on uh, the experience of other leaders, so that someone who's just an emerging leader right now, someone who's just starting, can actually kind of um, have a speedy introduction to the basic principles of leadership so that they don't have to learn everything themselves from the ground up, but uh, a lot of um, wisdom from different leaders and from Jethro himself kind of gets passed down through this book. I guess when I think of Jethro and uh, leaders of tens, leaders of hundreds, leaders of thousands, there is a progression there, isn't there, which really uh, is all about that strategic way you might think about uh, growth of something that will continue on, something that will uh, will continue to blossom uh, as that's you go. Right. Yeah, that's right. And the principles that, that Jethro taught and the application taught in, in, in the book that I wrote, for example... Um, really do show you how to do something small. So the principles that are taught there actually apply to a very small situation, let's say a small group or something like that. 
But as you're suggesting, it's totally scalable. So the idea is that if, if God really um, breathes on the work that you're doing and does something special, um, then all the tools there, uh, and they're there already to actually help you keep on growing and keep on structuring so that you can meet more needs and, and um, connect more leaders into what you're doing. So, yeah, you're exactly right. It, uh, it helps people who are just starting with a small group, but it also shows how you can keep expanding and keep pressing into more and more that God has for you. Warren Crank is our guest, pastor and author. His book is called The Resolute Leader, The Jethro Mandate. Stay with us, Warren. We'll come back and we'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're taking some time to talk about leadership and we've got a special guest, Warren Crank, the author of the book, The Resolute Leader, The Jethro Mandate. Warren, when I think of leadership and that idea that some leaders are born and some leaders are made, it really is the case, isn't it, that most leaders are made rather than born? Oh, I think so. And I think that, you know, when when we get saved and God puts a passion in our heart, um, Jesus elevates us to uh, be able to do things that, that uh, were beyond what we thought we probably could do. And I think Jesus is the baking of every leader. And uh, yes, he, he gives us an influence that probably we didn't know we naturally had, but it's something that comes from him. Of course, some of those skills are honed in the schoolyard and honed in the family that we're raised in, honed in the community, in the sporting teams that we might play on. But but when you get into church life, what sort of differences are there in the way that leaders need to respond to circumstances? Obviously, there are some things that help to form a Christian leader that is different to the sorts of formation of leadership we might have in other elements of our lives. Well, that's true. I mean, there is, there is some correlation between other parts of our lives. And actually, one of the recommendations for the book comes from a guy called Rusty Hinder, who was the captain of the, uh, the national basketball team uh, in the city that I was in. He's a good friend of mine, and he also was a Commonwealth Games gold medalist. And he actually read the book, and, and he actually says in his uh, recommendation that it helped him in his leadership of the basketball team as well. So you are right, there is some correlation in uh, between other areas of our life as well. But I think with, the, uh, with Christian leadership, and this is what the Resolute Leader really is focusing on, um, there is a sense that this mission is God-given and that the right thing has to be done in the right way. And uh, I think that sometimes, you know, in other leadership circles, we just do what's expedient. But I think that the higher calling of being a Christian leader is that we've got to do the right things the right way. And so the book really touches on, you know, how do you really care for people that you lead? How can you make sure that what you're doing keeps pointing back to God? It just doesn't exalt you as a leader, but keeps people uh, focused in on, on what God's saying and what God wants people to do. It also talks about, um, the book talks about the spiritual qualifications of a leader as well. And so it goes into some detail, actually, describing the kind of heart and the kind of spirit we need uh, to be uh, a leader in God's church and to lead in a way that would really please him. Interestingly, that when you are a leader, uh, I guess that's because you were first a follower. And the idea of, you know, people who are spiritual and leadership mentors helping to raise up new leaders is often ways the, the way that we're actually uh, brought into a leadership responsibility. But when we actually start to talk about the principles and the alignments that we have with Scripture, I guess we've got to start doing some reading on leading. That's exactly true, because not everything we learn in the playground or anywhere else does uh, carry forward into 
the lead that we should have. <laughs> That's a Harley Davidson going past, by the way. <laughs> So basically, yeah, you're right. And and the Bible really needs to be the textbook um, for every Christian leader. And you'll be surprised, actually, how much uh, really practical and important teaching the Scriptures uh, do give for every leader. And so while the uh, resolute leader is based on the Jethro model or the Jethro mandate taught in Exodus chapter 18, it brings in lots and lots of other Scripture where the Bible teaches us about the heart of a leader uh, who's following Jesus and leading uh, leading God's church, uh, whether it's a small group or whatever. So you're right. Um, we do need more teaching. We need more input. And um, the book keeps going back to the Bible as the ultimate source of you know our our leadership nurturing, I suppose. One of those who wrote an endorsement for your book, uh, Dr. Paul Borden, he used an interesting little illustration where he said uh, it's explaining how the abstract intersects with the concrete. In other words, these abstract ideas that we might have about what a leader is supposed to do, how they're supposed to lead, and in a biblical context, how the rubber hits the road, what it really looks like when it's actually happening. And I guess if you get it wrong by way of having the wrong ideas, uh, you'll get it wrong when it actually comes into practice. That's exactly right. And I think one of the reasons why uh, Dr. Borden was prepared to recommend the book is because he felt that it certainly was Bible-based and it was leading people in the absolute right direction. And, uh, and I, I think the point he was making also is that um, there's, a, there's a lot of teaching uh, in leadership out there through the Willow Creek organization and other great organizations like that that is, that is aimed at the senior pastor and sometimes the senior pastor of a very, very large church, whereas what Dr. Borden recognized is that this really meets a need in, in putting very, in his opinion too, I guess very good teaching leadership teaching in the hands of people in a way that we can really understand it and really apply it. It's not just theory, it's not just philosophy, but it actually helps us um, really live out the principles and shows very practical ways by which we can do that. The book is called The Resolute Leader, The Jethro Mandate. Where can people get a hold of the book, Warren? Well, they can get hold of it at uh, their favourite Christian bookshop. You can get them um, from Kurong, for example, they're also available um, through Amazon and in ebook formats, and, and people who, who are on the computer will know how to find those. So it's available everywhere on lots of platforms, and uh, so you should be able to find it quite easily. Warren Crank, our guest, he's the author of the book The Resolute Leader, The Jethro Mandate. Warren, good talking. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. No, thanks so much. Really appreciate being a part of it. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.